Forget about the past, Chico. Let's worry about the future. We want to know who your three guys are. Is it, is it the uh, Nacho Man? I don't think so. And what about, what about the immortal Huckster? You know, you tell billionaire Ted to break out the money and get anybody you can because the big man and the medium-sized man and our surprise buddy are gonna carve them up. I want to ask you a question right now. He's had his say. Who are they, man? Who are they? Come I on. can't tell you. I'll tell you tomorrow night on Nitro. That's the. You can't tell us. You don't jack us around, don't jack Oh, for crap! Whoa! What are they doing? Security! Get, get up there right now! For, oh, for... No! Get Somebody security up, up there! Unbelievable! Please! Please get it! Unbelievable. This is sick. Yeah. Tony, I got it. They I'm, should... They, hold on. Where's the at? He's right down below us here. Oh my God. We're, we're going to need some medical attention right now. Yes. Right now, ladies and gentlemen. Big boys, they just left the building. Hey, get these guys off here. Cut this thing off. Get some, what, what they Can we have on? some medical? This is sick. The PWR presents What If? What if John Cena turned heel? What if China became the first woman world heavyweight champion? What if Owen Hart never passed away? What if Magnum TA never got into a car crash? What if Hulk Hogan stayed with the AWA? What if Shawn Michaels signed with WCW? What if WCW won the Monday Night Wars? What if Vince McMahon's WrestleMania failed? What if... <laughs> I haven't laughed like this in a while, Reflection Nights. <laughs> and if you know why I laugh like this, you know the 12 that ride strong. The Magnificent 7, the Elite 8, the 99, the Terrific 10, the Essential 11, the Tubular 12. <laughs> that is because... When I laugh like that, we're going to change the course of wrestling history. We're going to change what happens. You know, everything is hindsight. We're going to change. It's going to be like Doc Brown and Marty McFly. We're going to change the time-space continual of professional wrestling. <laughs> and it is a special what if here at the PWR Podcast at the Hami Media Group at Podbean.com. What's up to all the Haminites? What's up to all the Beatleites? What's up to all the PWCites? And what's up to all the Yites? <laughs> we gotta have some fun right now. But before we even talk about the show, I must introduce myself because I am vain like that. I can't change the future about that. 
but I can change the past because if I change the past, I look eight years younger. If I change the past, no grays. If I change the if I change the past, no grays on my pubes. So I must do this right and I must do it gloriously. I'm the most stupendous one. I'm the most charismatic one. I am the most scholarly one. But most importantly, I am the most glorious one. The only objective man in this IWC, YWC, PWC, Penitentiary. The only objective man in this political spectrum. Your friend of mine, Professor Chabel Cruz. And I'm not here alone to change the future, to change the past, to make a different future. No, 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 no. I am here with my brother from another mother, the conservative liberal, liberal conservative. Dum dum do it's on the iron stomach one, Mr. Wonderful. He is your glossy man right now, wearing the sunglasses. Tommy Wonder, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing, and listen, you haven't even told him what we're doing together today. Well, we're doing a show together. Well, don't get, well, don't get, don't think I... this is your DMs. But no, no, no. you're going to no, be no. pleasantly surprised by what I brought to the table today. I will, I will. Well, that's that's already changing the future right now, Reflectionized, because he brought something to the table. But before we do that, <laughs> let's because we uh, this will be aired later on in the week. TW, we must you know acknowledge some people that passed. This past week, one on the wrestling side and one on the entertainment side. So I'm going to start on the wrestling side. If people don't know this gentleman here, this man is the most flamboyant wrestler that ever came out of merry old England. He is the most charismatic wrestler that 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 was inspired by Gorgeous George. The man that actually inspired the adorable one Adrian Adonis to go that route. The man that inspired some wrestlers to like, you know, test the waters if you will of tr- of androgyny to test the waters of what to do what to present themselves in that wrestling ring exotic adrian street has wow. passed away at the age that. of at the age of 83 years old wow he, he was 83 he, yeah he was 83 he, he was still it. active on facebook man he, he he tear up that that angry wrestling vet or whatever he would tear i think i think Adrian street i didn't know he passed away man you're breaking yeah. news to me he passed away. You know, the last time I saw him on TV was actually WWE's Clash at the Cla- Castle. He was invited. You know, he had VIP uh, status and all that stuff. So, you know, and maybe if uh, WrestleMania or, or WWE was going to do, maybe if even all, if AEW's Wembley Stadium show with 80,000 strong, guess who would have been front row? Probably Exotic Adrian Street. So, you know, he at least lived a good life. It's not one of those. That's a good run. It's only yeah, 33 so, years away. That's scary, but that's still 33 years away. So yeah, so you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say this. You know, I saw him a t- couple of times in Dallas. I saw him a couple of times in the NWA. You know, I wasn't a, a technically a fan TW, but you appreciate the character. You appreciate him. The character was always there. Any for any anything you want to say about Adrian Street or or anything? He was in my memory. He was a consummate heel. He was always the bad guy. He was with Miss Linda, I believe, was his wife, his valet. Um, mm-hmm. I'm stunned to know he died. I did not know that. And uh, I thought two other people you're going to bring up, but um, the fact that uh, he made it to 83, I wouldn't have thought he was that old. So I mean, he definitely must have been in his 40s and the 80s, which I would have never thought. I would have thought mm-hmm. he was younger than that um, when I saw him and. He was always consummate heel and and he sold it all. And I mean, he's a guy who I don't think I ever saw on WWE yet. He's someone everybody knows. So 
that's mm-hmm. a pretty good mark to leave on the wrestling business. And you know what? When you said he was 83, it kind of softened the blow a little bit. Not that I want 83-year-olds to drop dead. There's nine. Yeah. William Shatner recently was in a picture with Ric Flair and Bret Hart. And I told Travis, uh, Billy looks younger than the rest yeah. of those. And he's 90-something. Yeah. So, 83 is better than the the other one that passed away last week, Sinead O'Connor, 56. And uh mm-hmm. I think you're gonna bring up the other one next. And the next person, of course, you know, everybody, you know, who was a kid, you know, lived by this guy. Pee-wee's Playhouse, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Big Top Pee-wee, everybody. Especially when you get got 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, when that song, you had to do the Pee Wee dance. So, you know what? Rest in peace to Pee Wee Herman, a.k.a. Paul Rumens. First time I actually saw him, TW, was a HBO comedy special. And I remember these impeccable words by, what was his name? It was the genie. I forgot his name. But you know who I'm talking about, the guy that was got green with the greenish face and he was in the box and all you saw was his head moving. But oh, I remember that. I re- no, no, not, I don't know his name, but I, I think it was Shami or something like that, but it doesn't matter. But it was a it was an HBO special and it was, you know, it was adult, not adult oriented, but he made it that a kid could watch an HBO comedy special and the HBO comedy. So the Sinbad. Right. But he was the first before Sinbad that you could watch an HBO comedy special as a kid. And HBO comedy specials were f- f- laced with, you know, the seven deadly words. Right. But the, the genie with uh, Pee Wee Herman, Mecca like a high, Mecca hiney ho. I remember that very well. And I always kept saying that. So that that was, that was the first time you saw Pee Wee. The second time you saw him in that adult movie theater. I remember you being part of that story. But uh, No, I, I was not there, but I heard about that. But you how, know, old, me- how old? He was 60 something. 70. He was battling, 70. Can- he was battling cancer. Brief for the battle last year. cancer. I saw that. So, yeah. so 70 also good run. Scary to think that's only 20 years away, but, um, mm-hmm. that guy lived a hard life. He did some, uh, he did some stuff. So yeah. to make it to 70 is pretty good too. Uh, I'll be honest with you, man. If you're going to lose the battle to cancer to me, quicker is better than prolonged. Uh, I've watched it happen to multiple people and, and it hurts to watch. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, if if it was brief and they kept them comfortable, that's that's good enough for me, man. Uh, otherwise, you know, you want them to beat it, right? So yeah. Um, but fun fact: Pee Wee Herman's show gave one of the most heralded actors of our time their start. One cowboy Curtis Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. Yep. Yeah. yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, people went through that Pee Wee's Playhouse and became either great actors or great producers or whatever the case may be. And Pee Wee Herman, you know where he got his break from? No. Cheech and Chong. Nice. Yeah, he was in the Cheech and Chong movies as, as like a, like a not a bellman, but he was like a psych ward patient. So, you know, he played he played his part, part too. So, you know, rest in heaven with Pee Wee Herman. Rest in heaven to Sinead O'Connor and rest in heaven to exotic adrian street so you know it's going to be shown on the weekend tw i had to at least say this or at well, least sure man so we always that, pay our respects to the to the, the hall monitor of death always pays his respects to the uh dearly departed yes yeah, so with that being said reflection nice now <laughs> we are gonna do a what if tw and we haven't done a what if in a long time so it was apropos because you know in the month of july you know it's always celebrated 
you know, July of 1996, the birth of the New World Order from World Championship Wrestling, the birth of the world New World Order from Bash at the Beach. And it was the most, you know, iconic uh, moments in professional wrestling history that Vince McMahon always hates because it didn't happen on his TV. It happened on somebody else's now. Well, he owns the rights, <laughs> but that's, that's neither here nor there. I get where you're going with that. But... It was an iconic moment because the stars aligned in 1996 for Eric Bischoff, Reflection Nights, you know, Scott Hall, Jump Ship, Kevin Ash, Jump Ship. So all that momentum starting with WCW, you know, and they were pushing to this moment, TW. We already know this. Who was going to be the iconic third man? And in actual, and the... And you know what? In hindsight, we all should have saw it coming. We all should have seen it come. Oh, what the hell? You, what the hell, man? You didn't even say anything. I did. I said I brought something to the table. And it, I, I, thought I thought you meant you brought, you brought notes. I thought you meant, no. you know. I, do you know what this is? Yeah, Besides I know. Looking like, this is the NWO box. Everything okay. in here is NWO. Well, Reflection Nights. We didn't even time that. Well, Reflection Nights, I, we didn't time it. I just forgot about it. But, right. TW, we're going to close with your pro wrestling crates. NWO Fair fans. enough. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Okay. Thank, thank the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> For all the new yeah. And, and now at least you know off the air, I said something to TW. Now I'm guaranteed not to not to at least be you know shortchanged. But neither here nor there. But <laughs> yeah. TW, we know in hindsight we should all saw coming. That who was the elusive third member? They were pushing it on Nitro every Monday. They were pushing it on WCW Saturday night. We don't have to go into the hyperbials, but it eventually became Hulk Hogan. But it was apropos to do a what if. So now we're going to change wrestling history right now, Reflectionites, with this elusive what if, TW. Because in actuality, we know, well, maybe we don't know. But what if Hulk Hogan refused to become the original third member of the NWO? And I want to ask you this question in so many different ways. We already know it wouldn't have worked, right? Because we go, we're going to name some, we're going to try to book some substitutes. We're going to try to make, you know, certain other people the third member and try to make it work. But the, the first and foremost question, TW, is if it wasn't Hulk Hogan, well, let's start with this question here. Would wrestling be the mainstream that it was in the late 90s? If it wasn't Hulk Hogan as the original third member, would rest would that wrestling boom happened if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan? If Hulk Hogan said that doesn't work for me, brother, what say you, T.W. about that? What if right there? The short answer is no, because I think the 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 novelty of it all was to see the guy who for the last fifteen years has told people to say their prayers, eat their vitamins, and drink their milk. So to see him as a bad guy, there, who else? I mean, everyone else had been bad, good, bad, good, except for one other guy, which was the backup. But I don't think it would have worked with him um, for many reasons. But um, mm -hmm. Hogan turning bad guy. Um, it, but like you said, it was all everything ha it was lightning in a bottle. Everything happened at once. The whole I, I think it benefited them that Hall could be there first. And then he mm -hmm. he introduced Kevin Nash second. So that made it look like he was bringing people from somewhere else. So you had the you had the idea that he was bringing another person. And we're like, 
who's the other guy that's leaving? Like nobody knew who the other guy that was leaving was because we knew Hall and Nash were out. It was the worst kept secret in wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. And so you kind of knew those guys were coming. You just didn't know how. And the way they came in, I don't know whose idea it was. I don't know who booked it that way, but it was all done perfectly. So the the, the third guy, most people thought was going to be another guy defecting. Um, so when you when it was Hogan, you're kind of like shocked because A, he was already there. And B, mm-hmm. it's Hogan. You're like, holy hell, he just turned his back on, on the kids? Like, it would be like Cena turning heel 10 years ago. Right. So that that's the thing. It's like, I'll say this. Would have would wrestling have gone mainstream? Because again, like you said, the the, the ripple effects really per, were perfect. Hall came in, Nash comes in, and of course, with the third member reflection, that's of course, you know, who it is. Because I was, you know, on the slammers, I was listening to the ECW hotlines a little bit, and they kind of like try to like they kept that kind of to the vest as best as they could because you did not know. So enough i lost you on picture tw i was good enough to at least least know you know the ins and outs of the business to a degree and i know you was you was wrestling in the highways and byways so you you probably might have heard something was the third member what happened what happened in the negotiations they didn't offer me enough money and i was like no not doing it Jesus, they didn't offer you that that ballpark in a in a coffee. I was two years in the business too. I was not. I wasn't all the way green anymore. I was starting to brown up a little bit. There, there you go. But again, like you said, the, the the stars align. And I guess I'll say this: I agree with you that wrestling would not have gone to the national platform that it was. That wrestling back to the moved. national platform. Back to the national platform because of what Hogan represented. Because not only was he the perfect third person. But what he represented, because he represented from the 80s, the first wrestling boom, you could say, to a degree, rock and wrestling. He was the first iconic figure that everybody knew from the Sports Illustrated covers, from even the bad, even those bad movies, you knew the name Hulk Hogan. So A-Team, per- Rocky Three is not a bad movie. Well, or two. Well, Rocky Mr. Two, Nanny, is it two or three? Three. Street. Well, Mr. Nanny was a bad movie and Suburban Nanny, which we, that's after. But again, that's when the, he was hot, when he was riding the lightning, it was I'm good just, stuff. I'm just saying, you know, tit for tat here, TW. You you got to know that there is bad movies, but he is he was a household name that people knew. If they did not know anything about wrestling, they at least heard the name Hulk Hogan. So right. that's why it was the perfect storm of that, and because of him joining, you know, the NWO. What was the end result of that? WCW caught the feet and rode the wave of course that you know a- eric bischoff's 83 weeks he will even say it himself if it wasn't because of hogan joining the nwo how would have how would that nitro raw thing tw would have went right. i think it would, they would have just traded you know one week nitro one week raw it would not have been the 83 i don't even know nominee. if they trade i don't I, they might have got the first like the episode after the pay-per-view would have been maybe a win, but that would have mm-hmm. been it. They, because if, if history shows us anything, this is like the first thing they did right. And event, inevitably mm-hmm. they even got this wrong because they just bled it from, mm-hmm. you know, too long, but they, they always found a way to mess things up. And for whatever right. reason, this was perfect. Like you could, yeah. the, there's only one other guy I think who would have made it 
still a ratings war, but not necessarily mm-hmm. back in national spotlight. And there's no, one I, man. No, well, we'll talk about that in, in a second. But I, I, I agree with you because what Hogan represented was you want. I changed the channel to Nitro because I wanted to see Hogan in that light. I wanted to right. see Hogan right. as the ultimate bad guy because, again, we could go back a little bit reflection nights to 1995 where Hogan's dark side uh, persona was there. He was in the black. He was in black tights, but it was so ridiculous. It, he wasn't a bad guy out of con- out of convenience. He wasn't a bad guy because he wanted, you know, pay me and I take the money and all that stuff. T.W. He said he was the, he was a bad guy because out of necessity to go against the the, the dungeon of doom. So, you know, he had to sacrifice the training, the present, all that stuff. And you and I, well, what did we do? We laughed at out the box. We, we were like, right. this is the most ridiculous way Hogan is trying to present himself and trying to save his own character. Because, again, reflection, I remember, remember that those elusive words, T.W., that doesn't work for me, brother. He was trying to protect his brand as the all-American all good guy. He, you know, he had the charities, he had the business ventures, but everything was very, you know, positive-oriented. Everything... He was protecting the Hulkamania brand because that was Americana no matter what. So, you know, we go from that uh, standpoint. So with that being said, that's why I said, you know, the Nitro thing, you're right. With Hogan there from July of 96, and I'll even say this, to Starcade 96 where he fought Piper, everything in between, it was perfect. The war games was perfect. The shit with Macho Man was perfect. The shit with Pipe, the shit with Piper was perfect. So you're right in all that stuff. And who was joining the NWO when it was just the giant and it was just it was small. It was very small. And like Next you said, it, 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 it the lightning in the bottle, but they didn't fuck it up. Then we, we don't have to talk about 97. We don't have to talk about 98. But what year was Hogan Warriors? That 97? 98. That was 98? Yeah. Oh boy. They, yeah, that was that, when they were scraping the barrel then. There you go. So, again, with the, the wrestling boom, TW, if you will, because WWF rebounded in 97 with their attitude era, you could say. WWF, you know, with the DXs. But it took someone like Hulk Hogan being that original third member. So I don't know if I, – I can't say that Vince McMahon and Vince Russo would not have been motivated to create DX or motivated right. to, you know – Austin 316. It's all there. And I'm just saying, like, for the national spot platform, the wrestling boom of the Monday Night Wars, I can't even predict. I I still believe it would be like Nitro wins three weeks in a row, Raw wins one. Nitro wins maybe two weeks in a row, Raw wins one. Nitro wins four weeks in a row, maybe Raw wins two. So that's why I would say it would be a, almost a push. WCW would be on top a little bit more. Because they would have more numbers. It would be like a best of seven series. They win like four four games to two. You know what I mean, TW? So it, it would be like competitive. But, yet, but it would all depend the, on who the third person was. It, it's the, not necessarily the, a gift. There you go. So now, Reflection Nights, <laughs> with that being said, TW, we're going to try to see if we can change wrestling history either for the better or it would be a push, TW, because I can't say we're going to change it for the worse. So with that being said, should we start with the most, you know, obvious choice, or should we save him for last? Because I, I don't, I, I think I want to start, start with the guy who's the backup. Yeah, I don't. I we might as well start, start with him. Everyone knows he was the backup. We might as well start yeah. with him. 
If it wasn't going to be Hulk Hogan reflectionized, the obvious backup choice would have been the man called Sting, T.W. So that's what Eric Bischoff's plan B was all along. We've heard the interviews, the kayfabe commentaries from Hall and Nash and even Hogan himself, that when they heard the name Sting, they even said, I don't even think it would work. I don't think it would have had the, you know, it would have had the legs Right. To go on for the years that it did with with the original three and, and that concept. So let's talk about staying and what he represented if he would become the original third member, Reflection Nights. Sting was WCW through and through. He was the man that was absorbed from UWF. So he has a track record that's in common with The Undertaker as far as loyalty to a brand for amount of years. So in hindsight, TW. The Sting betraying WCW to join the NWO makes all the sense in the world if he felt slighted, if he felt cheated, if he felt like he was getting a raw deal from WCW management. But what say you, TW, about Sting? How would you make Sting the man and and keep the shit going or, or keep the, the money Here, here's, going? Here's the problem. Here's the problem straight away. Okay. So... The NWO was almost four horsemen like with their antics. They 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 were living the high life, right? Mm-hmm. Sting would have had to lose the makeup to do that. Otherwise, it would have been ridiculous. Whenever he came out in a suit with the horseman with that makeup on, he looked ridiculous, right? Like other times he'd come out with a suit and wear sunglasses, which was fine because he's hiding his face, whatever. But here's the problem. Here's the risk you run if it's Sting. The fans already kind of didn't like Hulk Hogan because he was from the North, right? Mm-hmm. He right. was forced down their throat. He was that whole Roman Reigns, Rocky Maivia before those guys were making fans mad. Um, mm-hmm. So people didn't trust Hogan. They didn't know why he was there. Like It's still real to them, damn it. Sting turning on them, which I would assume would have been Hogan and Macho Man in the ring with their faces painted, waiting for uh the third guy to come out right okay um and so he hogan and macho versus hall and nash would have been perfect because it would have been 80s wwe WWE in wcw like we got this ultimate generational gap throwing down here instead of there so that would have been perfect but the, the risk of sting being the guy to turn on wcw is everybody in that building threw shit in the ring at Hogan, who they already kind of didn't like, they would have stopped watching wrestling. Some of them heartfelt dudes. If Sting would have been the one turning their back on WCW, people would have stopped watching wrestling. They would have felt personally betrayed. It wouldn't have been shit thrown in the ring. It would have been people getting up and walking out, never coming back to me because of the passion down there. I actually might push back because... I got to go with what I saw because what Sting became, right? Again, I'm going to. No, 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 no. Let me me just say this. Again, I I get what you're saying with, you know, in certain instances of the four horsemen, you know, analogies. They didn't do it right. You got it. In 1990, when he joined the horsemen, again, it was just more of a setup for, for a pay per view match. So we could see that one coming. But with the group atmosphere, Sting could join something. I could see Sting being the, the original third member. I could see Sting being more refined as the businessman without face paint. 
Right. That's, that's, that's what I mean. Just if you lost the face paint. No, no. Yeah, for sure. Right. Because just as, like you said, Hogan, people were dismissive about Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania. I was dismissive. You was dismissive. I found you. We are, that's okay. I, I, <laughs> I, got, I got a great lawyer. But anyway, you, you and I were both dismissive about Hulkamania because we grew up. We're already, I'm already close to my 20s. You're already in your 20s. So Hulkamania, the training, saying your present in your environments, you know, it doesn't mesh with us. It even it didn't even mesh with the next generation of kids because right. they wanted something more cooler and more hip and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So the outsiders were hip, even for the kids, because that was cool for the way Kevin Nash and Scott Hall presented themselves. Sting joining the end of the NWO, you have to be honest, TW. No matter you did not hear a big pop in 1996. I don't care what, what you said. I could go back to the nitros. I could go back to the pay-per-views. You know, the, the song sucks. Sting? Yes. The I'm pops were, were less. Now, I'm not saying that he was that people were booing him out the building. I'm just saying the pops were less. When they when he turned into the crow sting, that's when people were intrigued. That's right. when they were invested. But he would have never have done that because that was a byproduct of the NWO no, no. to be but, the but anti NWO. But I'm, but I'm saying. It's a different look for Sting. Being in the NWO, being maybe the businessman, being something where he could be more serious. I think for the wrestling bubble, I'm not talking about mainstream right now, TW. For the wrestling bubble, that would have been a, a shot in the arm that Sting needed. Reinvigorating. Reinvigorating, reinventing him. And probably, I'll say this reflection nice, and TW, you can retort back. He could be the original third member, and you could have had that run towards you know star k 96 and maybe sting being the leader he could lose to somebody like maybe macho man he could lose to somebody like hogan or something like that luger or luger i don't know about luger i i, I wouldn't i wouldn't well either way but let's say he goes to 96 he loses to some somebody were you know representing the wcw banner i can see hall and nash kicking him out of the group you know, kicking him out like the Bloods and the Crips and all that stuff. Just right. kicking him out, and then he joins back to WCW. It'd be like the, it'd be like Luger getting, you know, quitting the Four Horsemen. You know what I mean? It'd be like Sting actually getting kicked out of the Four Horsemen. You get right. beat down to get your revenge. What say you about that scenario for Sting? But then they'd I have to replace him with probably Hogan or somebody, and then it would have been too late. <laughs> You're not gonna get the same momentum you got. When when Hogan was the first, I, I didn't. I'm not saying we name a replacement. I'm just I'm just focusing on the Sting but, angle right now. If we don't, then it's done in the water already because now Hall and Nash are just a tag team. That's they're not a unit anymore. But I, I I will say this: Sting had already been starting to grow his hair out. He stopped bleaching it; it was darker. Mm -hmm. um, he started having that '90s mushroom cloud haircut, so he easily could have got rid of the makeup, put the sunglasses on, and been like that, and then. Drop the ball. When when Shawn Michaels lost to Austin, there wasn't an actual turn, but he left. And DX mm -hmm. was re rebirthed with adding the Outlaws and, and a returning X-Pac, who was mm -hmm. six-pack down there. And they basically said Shawn dropped the ball. It would have been very similar to that if Sting lost to somebody and they did, hey, man, you're not cutting the mustard. And it would have made sense because... He wasn't WWE with them. That's also why it wouldn't have made sense for him to be with them, right? Mm -hmm. Hogan, it just looks like he was there for a couple of years waiting for his buddies to get down there, even though they were never affiliated 
in the WWF together, the the three of them. But mm-hmm. I just, I just, I, I just, I don't think Sting would have worked. It would have been worked short term, but it wouldn't have been eighty three weeks. It would, it would have been like you said, six months tops. Right. I'm just saying because I can see it lasting for the year. I just, I just don't see Sting lasting for the long haul, like. Hogan did right. with with, right. with the representation. We have to, you know, put a band-aid on something that was so good and so hot. So I'm just being realistic too. Right. I can't see Sting being the, you know, the NWA lifer, even though some he's been wearing the Wolfpack colors and all that stuff. But again, neither here nor there. That's semantics right now. That was the like worst version of Sting ever until Impact's Joker. Well, Impact's Joker is better than Wolfpack Sting. I'm just saying. But, okay, but the Wolfpack Sting was horrible. The red paint was horrible. The, the way he acted was horrible. It was terrible. But again, now we're really trying to change history. Again, we're changing the the perception of history. But again, but I don't he, think he, he ever becomes the crow sting if he is the third member. He, he there would have been no time to do it. No, no. I think I think again, what it represents in my eyes, he just he just needed that like reinvigoration. Sometimes you just need a quick heel turn so people can hate you. Right. But then right. you know, like you say, they miss you. They they missed that original character. Oh, we oh, we've always loved the, the you know the beach going sting and all that stuff. The Hollywood you know surfer sting, surfer sting, so whatever. beach going sting. <laughs> whatever you know what I'm going with. But anyway, the, the cops were coming. I had to hide out. I had a question so, you know. for you. How does that? Billy Gunn retire before Sting? Uh, who says he retired? That's a that could be an angle. It could be, yeah, yeah. So let's look at another potential third member. And I have to go with the the obvious of the outsider, like you're you're trying to talk about TW, and that would be the Macho Man Randy Savage. Everything that Hogan was as the ultimate insider within WCW actually makes sense for the Macho Man Randy Savage to to be that original to to at least have the mantle of the original third member, because again, he's from WWF. He knows the inner workings of WCW, and he could be the ultimate, you know, insider trader, all that stuff right there. Now, again, I think another issue, I don't think it's an issue. I think it's, again, another thing that we, you and I notice is, again, the character. Macho Man's character never was stale. I think everybody cheers for Macho Man. The pop is there. So I think maybe it would work again. I think his run... In comparison to Sting, like I said, it probably wouldn't work until Star K96. I think Macho Man could lead a little bit into 1997, maybe into maybe the bash, like another year of the bash, because Macho Man represents everything that, you know, about being anti W. He could be everything anti-WCW. And everything that he was when he eventually joined in 1997, he could have been the inaugural yeah. leader. Yeah. He could have been first. He could have brought. He could have took Elizabeth under his wing and all that stuff. He could have done all the na- He could have done all the crazy psychopathic shit that Macho Man Randy Savage was doing as a good guy or as the babyface that we felt, you know. Because remember, in 1995 and 1996, he had that war with the Four Horsemen. He had that war with Ric Flair, and Ric Flair was fucking with him, you know, his mentals because he was spending Macho Man's money on Elizabeth and all that stuff. And Macho Man was kind of like committed. He had to go to. He had to go to therapy and all that bullshit. It was a <laughs> fucked up. It was a stupid angle, but you get where I'm going with. He, he, there was, you could say there was layers. There was Easter eggs that he can go crazy. He can go psychotic. Now, 
He has a reason to join the NWO to get at, to get revenge on Ric Flair, to get revenge on Hulk Hogan, you know, because Hulk Hogan has misused his mistreated him and abused him and all that stuff. So at, it was at, more apropos for Macho Man to really betray WCW, to really betray Sting, Luger, or even like you said, the mega powers, you know, but maybe I guess the, 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 dis, the, the negative side is. I think we would have expected it. It had to be Macho Man if he's going right. to betray Hogan. And that's Hogan. what I was going to say. It, Hogan was really nowhere near this angle. He was not part of it. That's right. why when he came he out, was, he, he like, was not. He was not on TV for weeks. Right. So he either was the replacement for Luger or he was the third member. You don't know until he lay drops mm-hmm. Macho Man, which is why it works because their path was their past was Macho Man turning on Hogan, not the other way around. So it's 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 like. Wyndham Luger, right? Just mm-hmm. 10 years apart, Luger turning on Wyndham and then Wyndham turning on Luger the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you have to keep Hogan away from it at first. Otherwise, you're just reinventing the wheel by having Monster Man turn on Hulk Hogan again in WCW, mm-hmm. which the angle you just said, Monster Man and Flair's angle, felt like a, a an attempt to recreate the WWE feud that they had with involving Elizabeth and all that. So they always look like they're just out of their own ideas and making remakes like they're the new hollywood right they don't have their own story wrestling, wrestling is always about the remix you got no no, no i know that but i'm saying when when mm-hmm. you have wwe guys and you there's a million guys macho man could have been fighting down there that he never fought but you put them right with flair and it looks like you're just trying to do what they did in wwf and then sending with hogan and macho man if they're feuding mm-hmm. you're doing the same thing um but i think macho man as the leader i wouldn't have i don't think psychotic macho man is the leader hall or nash would have been the leader if he's psychotic i think macho man 87 86 intercontinental champion macho man that cocky that macho Mm -hmm. man would have worked that he would have been awesome and you could do the same thing to him that you do to sting wait but he loses the belt let me ask you this question what wouldn't the 90s let's say the 96 macho man turning you know heel and joining the nwo as the, the now the original three it would have been, you know, with Hogan, again, Hall and Ash said, you're the guy, you're the leader, you're the figurehead. There's no debating about that. But with Macho Man, you couldn't have, like, let's say, accepted the collective, if you will, the three-headed you could, But you're still going to have Hall and Nash as the outsiders. They're still going to do the tag team stuff. So that's what I mm-hmm. mean. He's going to be the singles guy. I don't necessarily know that he's the leader, but okay. he's... He's the solo guy, and they're he's the, the guy that's going to go after the WCW title, right. and right. Macho Man will be the figurehead for and that. You have Hall and Nash win the tag belts almost immediately, and then you have the big match set up either at Starcade or at the next Bash, right? If you want to drag it out for a year, and you have Macho Man fail to bring the world title in, they chop mm-hmm. him off at the legs, kick him out, add a third member who could be another guy coming in from WWE because they did that. Three years, if you left WWE, you went straight to the NWO. So that, is, that is true. You could have then this guy would have been the guy who w- finally wins the belt for him, and then you could keep it going, even if it was Sting. But, um, you know, not that I thought, but then that 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 would have, but then I would say this that that would have made the the image of the NWO very discombobulated, very yeah, disorganized. It made no, not look loyal, not only not look loyal, just make him look really redundant and stupid. Like again, it just like not okay, you coming in. You're not- we tried you. You're out of yeah. here. You've been WCWized. We don't want you. We want someone right. who's not WCWized. Again, I, I think Sting what we're what we're saying would work. I think Macho Man can actually hold it in. I I look at it differently. I just look at Macho Man 
Well, I think Mossman has the same qualities that Hogan doing it is a former WWE guy. It made more sense yeah. than Sting doing it. Right. I think Sting looks he, like he's sleeping with the enemy instead of mm -hmm. joining his brothers, you know, from right. up north. So because Macho Man doing it, like like you said, if if it was the mega powers against the outsiders and he did that to Hogan, we would have I think he would have got a standing ovation. I don't think no one would have right. thrown shit at Macho they Man. They would have been baby faces, right? They, yeah. they would yeah, they, he they would all been baby faces and then we really would have been Full Horseman would have been stuck. Dungeon of Doom would have been stuck. I think everybody would have been cheering for Macho Man, Hall, and Nash as the original three to really go into it. I'm not saying that uh, reflections. I'm not changing history here. Well, I am. But I'm not denying what Hogan, Hall, and Nash, they were not They were getting cheered too, but it was more of a cool factor. I think right. they would have just been that baby face. I don't, not only would have been a cool factor. leaving this guy out, man. There's four of them. There's original OGs or four deep. Well, he would have been he would have been the guy going after the cruiserweight title. You said everybody has a purpose. We're not, we're not changing. I'm not talking about everything after that. I'm just talking no, about I, the I, know, I know they're the original three on that night, but X Pac wasn't far after that, is what I'm saying. Yeah, he was he I'm, was there. But we have he couldn't have been the third guy. You had to wait on him. Everything everything has you know, again, there's variables, TW. But we're talking about the original three and the impact of a different original three, what it would have been to the legacy of the NWO. That's the hard thing. Again, Sting being in the original three, you got X-Pac coming in. So then you can actually understand that the Wolf Pack or a pack of wolves taking out Sting in case he didn't do what, you know, he didn't get the job done in Star K-96. The Wolf Pack then could take out Macho Man in mid-97, maybe the year after the, the creation of the NWO, like a, like a year anniversary thing. And then you could go a different direction. I'm just saying you could do that too. So now let's look at the the third member, and I actually could book this one actually easy, and that would be the total package Lex Luger. So TW, follow me here. Here, I'm not saying that this would work long term. I'm just saying this would actually work at Bash at the Beach because they already did it. So you remember the spot where Lex Luger got hurt at the at at the corner, right? With uh, Nash and Hall and all. I think it was Sting. Sting did the stinger splash, and then Luger went out on the stretcher. He would have came back with the neck brace, doing all the, you know, trying to show that he's pro WCW for the crowd and all that stuff. Still don't know the third member, right? right? So with all that being said, and everybody's down, now you got Luger, takes off his neck brace, you could say, right? Flexes a little bit. It has to be Sting, though. Sting is wobbly. Sees his friend coming up, and Luger either clotheslines them or does the torture act. What say you? Pile about driver. You gotta hit him with the pile driver. There ain't no Harley race there, man. We got we got to do the symbolic moves. Well, you put him in a torch rack. You're trying to tap him out, and he's your teammate. Hogan hit the leg drop. That was it. If Luger hits the pile driver, Sting's done. But the, it, the, there's no referee. There's no pin right now. The referee is down. I'm Luger works. Luger works for many reasons. One, because everyone expects him to be turned on bad guy. They already don't trust the guy. He's he's basically Randy Orton, and Big Show. The only two guys are in the same company of him as back and forth, baby heel, baby heel, baby heel. Um, he he works because I think they still hate him the way mm -hmm. they hated Hogan when he turned. He mm -hmm. was just in the WWF because he just came back in mm -hmm. you know ninety six was it and no, he he 95. could be. 95 he could be yeah. the first guy with all that intel right 
to and tell he was them. Waiting, waiting for his guys who he did rub shoulders with in WWF, right? Right. He had mm-hmm. matches with those guys. He didn't necessarily they probably team together at some point too, house shows, or whatever. But I think mm-hmm. Luger makes more sense, but I don't know that it moves the needle the way Hogan does. I don't know if it moves the needle. I still don't think Sting and Macho Man get more people to watch. Hogan does. But mm-hmm. I think Sting and Macho Man, you still get the same people watching and Luger right. same way. But Hall and Nash already started getting people to watch. So maybe people were like, oh, I remember Lex. He was red, white, and blue, you know? And they're like, oh, look at him mm-hmm. now. He ain't red, white, and blue no more. So I like Luger as the, so far of the three. Luger's mm-hmm. the one. First of all, he's a former world champion. So putting a world title on him doesn't sound weird. Um, right. Okay. He's definitely a solo guy. His tag mm-hmm. team title reigns were always with Sting or with Barry Windham. And he's a, a business. And he's a businessman. So and he's a businessman. Anything he's that makes him a lot more money. Things. He's used to right. the finer things. He's got his own bus. And I think again, with it be, yeah, it is. But <laughs> and with that being said, like I said, within the match, the spot already happened. Yeah. So you can he can rest for a couple of minutes and then come back with the with the neck brace. Like the the, so. the hero coming out to continue and everyone right. thinks he's hurt. And the only problem I have with that is is he already laid hands on Hall and Nash. And you already know I hate. When guys put their hands on the guy that they're already turning. Did that. He laid hands on Tully and Arn before he he joined the Four Horsemen fully. We did the show. Right. But because he, he was pissed at Barry. He would have had no reason to be pissed at unless, no, but unless, unless okay. Sting hits the splash on Luger because Nash moves. And that's why he gets carted out. And then he comes back out pissed off. Then it makes sense. But then you can't act like he was the third member all along. I'm I'm just saying. You can lay hands. It has. And it was have Barry it. that hit Tully and Iron before he turned on Luger, not the other way around. I'm, but I'm just saying, as long as you hit hands, that does it doesn't make it look weird. I'm just saying. Again, yeah. Luger hit hands on Hall and Luger hit hands on Nash. It doesn't look weird. I think the spot is there. It's just the perfect storm, especially in the wrestling bubble, that that works. It's the perfect storm that Luger can actually be again refined. He's horse. He could turn into his horseman character. With the suits, but be the leader and be the leader because it could work. Because yeah. all, he was never the leader of the four horsemen, he had aspirations to be a leader, like yeah. you said, with himself and Harley Race. He was already refined in that kind of atmosphere, he was refined in that kind of you know imagery and presentation. So it would actually would work again in the wrestling bubble. I agree with you 100%. Is can it work mainstream? No, but Luger did get up semi-pop because he was the first to come with the debut episode of Monday Nitro. It turned eyes to the product. So yeah. again, that momentum of Luger doing it, how long would it last? I would say this. Out of all, out of Sting and Macho, he would be the longest. Yes. Because yes, because he's a heel. Re- he's, a, he's a natural heel. Number yep. one, Reflection Nights. Number two, this would be a collective because he would remember his days of the horseman and how you would book it. Like you said, Xbox coming in, the giant would turn. So you're getting that organizational feeling there. And as 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 uh, Lex Luger as the figurehead, he already knows how the four horsemen operate. He already knows he could divide and conquer with the Dungeons of Doom. So everything works with Lex Luger re- wrestling storyline wise to at least carry it to maybe 1998. I'm not saying that, you know, he he is the one that could kick out X-Pac. 
He's the one that could kick out the giant. He's the one that could kick out Buff Bagwell or whatever the case may be. Or, or you know, like the remember that Nasty Boys Hogan thought that he, you know, the Nasty Boys thought they were in the NWO, but Hogan said, "Hell no." He could have done that shit too. Right. So I'm just saying that Luger has the figure. And he, he 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 did some awesome stuff when he turned heel with Harley Race. So like that stuff was next level horseman like Luger elevating. So yeah, I think he's the best choice of the three so far. Um, and also the same build up for 97 Starcade could have made been made for Sting versus Luger, and there would have been a story to tell. They were former best friends. Sting can't believe Lex turned his back on WCW. All of it still works. And it works mm -hmm. even more because their history is way deeper than Sting and Hogan's. Right. So, Reflectionites, we're going to go with a little bit of a wild card because me and TW was brainstorming. And and I'll give all the praises to Allah to <laughs> TW because he's the one that said this, not me. So I'm going to give it the floor to TW because he has a different name and he has a different scenario. So, TW, you give out the name of the wild card that you would think would be the perfect third member to the NWO. He'd have to be gone a couple years early for this to happen. But I think okay. a way to make that happen is, is um, the guy, Shawn Michaels. All right. So before I say this next name, the remember, when, kid, remember when Bret Hart, Vince McMahon mortgaged his house, sold cars to give him that 10 year deal or life, life, life mm -hmm. deal. So say if, if he does that and then sticks with Bret, but then it's Shawn he lets leave. But in 96, 96, when Sean wanted to leave because he was mad that Hall and Nash left and he wanted to go with him. So imagine no, 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 quietly. No. I, I know where you're going with this, but ch I can actually change it right now for you. Uh -huh. WrestleMania 12, Iron Man match, Bret Hart successfully defends the title right. against Shawn Michaels. Right. Shawn Michaels thinks get pissed once his, once his release and Vince McMahon has no choice. Go ahead. Right, I'm just but, I'm just giving the variables for the thirty day thirty day non compete because but, I'm, 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 he's, but he's not making but, ninety. But remember the click, the click knew the rules and right. knew the loopholes of yep. contracts. Knew the loop, yep. they work with each other, so it would work after WrestleMania. So go ahead, TW. So now, so it. so Sean, with no one even knowing that he's not even with WWE anymore, that dude comes out. And it's the third member. You don't even have to do a heel turn like Hogan dropping the leg. Shawn Michaels just comes out and everyone knows immediately he's with Hall and Nash. It makes perfect sense. It would have it would have ended WWF because unless because now Brett stays, he's not the guy leaving a year later. So mm -hmm. he stays. Brett and Austin is what really started the momentum for Austin's popularity. So you still have that. So you mm -hmm. still might have everything in WWE do the same thing because Michaels is only there six more months after the screw job, right? So give or, give or take, yeah. So he's not really, I mean, he's there for the DX part, but that's not even that long, right? So mm -hmm. maybe Brett's the guy in DX. And I still think the Hart Foundation is probably one of the most underrated clicks, fashions, factions ever. That that I that view of and I don't like I said, God rest his soul, I'm not a big Nightheart fan. But when you can have Neidhart in a group and they all just look badass to me, like Neidhart. Let me just go with this. Shawn Michaels' reflection eyes cannot enter from the, the back. He cannot right. enter from the dressing room. He's got to come the from only, the crowd. He's got to come from the crowd because like that Hall would did. be the yeah. like, like Hall did. Because then it yeah. would be apropos because how did Hall enter? Only Nash entered like in the back. So it kind of right. looks kind of stupid. But we can give a pass on that. 
Hall entered the way he did, and that was iconic. Shawn Michaels would have entered just like Hall did, and everybody's looking. And then who gets the super kick, TW? Pick pick your poison. Gonna be, it's got to be nah, a guy. He's got history I would with... actually – no, no. I, I got to do it with Sting. Well, of course Sting's going to be the guy. But Macho Man, you can't have Macho Man being the ultimate, like, flub. It would be more because you but want they to have it. he's they have history is what I'm saying. If he super kicks Shawn Michaels, then obviously he's letting the world know I'm NWO or I'm with these guys, right? I don't even know if they're called NWO with him. They might have called themselves the click. Um no, they would have called themselves but they the would click. have never given up reign. The three of them would have been on the same page. You never would have had all the fuck ups that they had. You would have had forward. you would have had a different four horsemen. It would have been yeah. Michaels, X Pac. Hall and Nash. Yep. They would not they have wanted anybody They would have else. been inseparable, unbreakable, and most of all, believable. And I think people in WCW legit would have hated them because they would have been assholes about it. Like, like I don't know how cool they were with the boys in the back, but mm-hmm. it translated like everyone hated them for real. I can tell you that. That's what it looked like on my TV. Well, well it translated, yeah. especially on the WWF side, TW, you have to remember, the Bones, Bone Street crew was created because to, to defer to the clique, you know, against the clique, because that was The Undertaker, Yokozuna, Sabio Vega, and, sto- and stuff like that. So, again, cliques, you already have the four horsemen. But right. it would actually work, again, Michaels comes through the crowd, he's got a super... The reason I say he has to super kick Sting... He's the, he's the figurehead, I, I get he's it. The fi- he's the figurehead, and that's the statement you need. That's a pay-per-view statement. That, and it's that a big make, moment. That's Shawn Michaels moment. just super kick Sting. That would right. be... The only thing better would be Undertaker. Yeah, it would be, but Undertaker is not going to def- not going to defect. So right. you're changing the what if here, but no, I'm, no, no, I'm saying Sting yeah. and Undertaker. That's what everybody wanted, never got. No, no. It would have been. I, I get you. I, I'm just I'm just saying that Sting would have been the perfect guy for for Shawn Michaels to super kick because it would have sent a perfect message. It would have been a perfect ending to the pay per view, and of yep. course you have got Mean Gene and the Click all together. And I would say this: all three of them would talk with Mean Gene. Because yep. then now it's not about who they would say Shawn Michaels is the leader, but again, in our heads and in our minds right now, because we're getting into the business side of it, I'm getting into the business side. Of it. I'm looking at it on t- my TV. I'm saying that's a three-headed monster. That's a collective right now. The only one that we would say is a gopher or that would take the job is X Pac. You yeah. got to. So someone's got to be the flub. Six pack. Six pack. Six pack. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> so let but me I think, you- but I think that would take eyeballs off of wwe so that's why i think it still would have made the 83 weeks happen i just don't think it ends what do you mean because i think sean nash and hall have this natural chemistry and it and inevitably triple h is coming he ain't resigning unless he's married stephanie already he's coming Ooh, you, you yeah, really so, made it. so they would have it would have been a legit click of people from up north Coming down to take over, and it would have been heat. It would have been there would there would only be two other people to bring in. That'd have been Triple H, and that because the the outlaws were not was part of Triple H, (laughs) right? Yeah, and that's what I'm gonna say. PJ Walker or yeah, incredible. They would have been they would they would have been the that's the original. They would have never had no Scott Nortons or Virgils or DiBiases. That's when it got stupid. Um. They would have protected it, if you will. That's what I mean by that. Whereas Hall and Nash and Hogan, pin me, pay me, they didn't care. 
Sean, Hall, and Nash would have cared. They would have mm-hmm. at least tried to preserve it so Triple H could get there. They would have tried to preserve it, you know, as long as they could to keep making money. They wouldn't have made the same mistakes, I think, if they were looking out for the click, not the check. They would have booked. They would have booked themselves along with Eric Bischoff. I think Eric Bischoff has to join. He has to being, join. Yeah. He has to join as kind of like a J.J. Dillon kind of representation, whatever the case may be. But they would. It wouldn't have been booked like a different entity, like he wanted to create with the NWO. He would have booked it like that's my four horsemen. Right. That's my four guys, or that's my core group, and we can we can run rush out. We could do the you know like the the horseman dynasty era. Shawn Michaels is the WCW champion. Who would be the U.S. champion? Would, oh no, it'd be Hunter. Nah, nah. I'm, I, I actually would think it would be. I think I think Nash would be the, the U.S. champ, and I think Na, uh, Hall and Pac, Pac would be tag. the tag team check. Yeah, yeah. I think that would work because Hall and Pac were tag was a tag team in WWE, so right. it would be apropos to keep that trend going. So right. Nash is already was already being groomed to be the next, you know, the, the leader of the new generation. So you would have that. You could actually, like, they could do the finger poker doom, and it would work in WCW, not like it did. And in, people uh, would have believed it. They would have thought it was buddy putting over buddy. Right. So things like that, Reflection Ice, would work. And I think TW gets the prize because that's the only one that probably would, again, I would agree wholeheartedly, it might not be 83 weeks. I go with seventy. I think it would it would, it would last a little bit shorter, but it would be if more. They got Triple H over eighty three. If they added P, I don't know that PJ Walker matters. I, mean, I know he's one of their boys, but you get those four. Well, uh, just like just like NWO needed Vincent to to take the 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 rub, you could say, and take the bumps. PJ Walker would do his job, right? But with that, the sacrifice would be just incredible. Would never be born, and just right. incredible would never have a rep. Is that so, after that? Yeah, that's after that. Oh wow! Just incredible did not, did not in ECW already. Just, just incredible did not become a thing until 1997. He was still PJ Walker. He was still Aldo Montoya in 1995 and 1996, respectively. So, wow. again, if he would have went with his boys, he would have to take the Virgil role. No, no doubt about it. So then, you know, that that's the hierarchy. That's the way I would see it. So before we close, reflection, because there's really nobody. There's one other guy. It's the, it's the other side of the Iron Man match. Is that Brett didn't resign, and he was the guy. You want to go there? I I actually did not think about it. Go ahead, TW. But go I'm ahead. Saying, if, if Brett went there instead of so know, then so then out. WrestleMania 12, Shawn Michaels is you know the leader of the new generation of WWF, Brett. and Bret Hart refuses to, to take resign. the ten to take the twenty year deal and and that yeah. you know albatross of a deal. He takes the money one year earlier. Ooh. And, and what I like about Macho Man, what I like about Sean, what I like about Brett is there, there is a championship belt that everyone holds in high esteem because of the people that made that belt. Historically, one of the greatest titles there ever was, and it's the IC title, and they all held it. They all held it. They're in that group of people that are – I don't know that Kevin Nash was considered a great intercontinental champion, but he held it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he's rubbed with Shawn Michaels as his bodyguard. He fought with Kevin or with Scott Hall mm-hmm. over the world title, probably over the IC title too. I think I've seen them have matches for that. Um, so I, I think it gives them all 
think this is what killed the NWO is when you add, no, I'm not trying to dog on Scott Norton, but why? You know, why Scott Norton and NWO? I know I mean, why. why Scott because Norton, like why, said, why, why Buff Bagwell, why uh, Conan, why all these right, guys? Right. And I know why. Because they were trying to make a separate entity. So it was NWO versus WCW. So you needed bodies. But there mm-hmm. were better guys to do it with, right? By the time you put Hogan and or Luger and Steiner in there, it's too late. It's already watered down. It's already the, been garbage. Big shows, the, garbage adding to it. I get you. Uh, but the, the problem I have with Bret Hart, just because everything you said about Shawn Michaels was so perfect about it being the click. It was right. so perfect about it being Shawn the would be the class. best. I'm not saying yeah. Bret would work. I'm just saying he could be the guy, and it would, he fit the timeline for him to be the one no, to no, go he, after he, fit, he, he would fit a timeline, but again, the, the I don't think he him. would. They wouldn't have been friends. Right. I think even that, that would be internal strife, even right. though they're, they're doing it for the money. I don't even think I don't think it would last. I yeah. really don't think it would. I last. don't either. I, but I'm saying Brett would regret going to WCW sooner <laughs> is the only thing that would have happened. How would you bring him in? How, what would Same you have way. To do? Yeah, he comes out, looks at Macho Man, looks at Sting, turns to Hall and Nash and then does like a undercut nut shot from standing in front of Sting or Macho Man. Hmm. Would he come from the crowd or come? Nah, I think he could come from the dressing room because then yeah. that would be kind of like a. Th- and everyone would be like, what the hell is he doing here? Is he the third member? No way. And then he could get in there, look at Sting and Macho Man, and everyone's like, oh, he's with the NWO. And then turn around and look at Hall and Nash like, you know, he's that. fighting them. No, like he's oh. fighting them, but then does the reverse kick to someone's dick who walks up behind him. And then mm-hmm. does the two sweet, whatever. But Michaels is the best one of all of them to do it. And the one I think would have had legs. And he's not getting yeah. kicked out. They're they're mm-hmm. riding the lightning as you yeah. sink or swim with those four. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that it would be full horseman esque. It right. wouldn't be called the NWO. It would I mean, be DX. I mean, <laughs> it would have been a I don't think it DX. would be I don't think it would be DX. I think it would just be like you say, it would be the click. They would yeah. I, I think, think that's they what would DX be, was. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. For them, as businessmen, they would have been trademarking it. They would have put the IPs. They're 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 sound businessmen. They, they you cannot deny that. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon's kids from existing if it would have been Shawn Michaels, because Triple yeah. H is coming. He's right out the door afterward. Matter of fact, they probably fire him anyway because of the curtain call instead of abuse. Or or because you know Shawn Michaels leaves, then you know the next man up mentality, and Triple H gets the reins maybe a little bit sooner. Maybe right, he would yeah. become the, the heavyweight champion in 96 or 90, not, not 1997. He does the screw job and then Brett goes anyway. <laughs> Maybe. I, I, I cannot, I cannot deny that kind of philosophy reflection. I, you know, that that's a good, you know, substitute name. You know what? I'm going to put, I, I want to do a curveball too, because right. in essence, where didn't Eric Bischoff get this idea from? Of course, Japan. Japan. So, I actually, I don't know if it, I think, again, this is not about, it's going to, it's, it's going to make it mainstream. It's going to just infect the wrestling bubble. The wrestling bubble would have went crazy. And it, the only one that would make sense would be the great Muda because again, the they reputation, that's why you got Hall and Nash. Yeah. But Muda, again, it's that cross promotion TW. That's why I'm doing it because Muda is already a member of the NWO in Japan. So it makes all the sense in the world for Muda to be that third member to come into America. He already has the reputation in America. He already has 
the WCW fans in the palm of his hands because every time he comes out, it's an awe. It's an aura and all that stuff. And again, he wouldn't, like you said, there's so many people that's coming in from the NWO. When Muda came in, like in 1997, it was an afterthought. The A third member TW has to have some kind of legs, has to have some kind of, you know, street cred. Muda makes all the sense in the world because of what Eric Bischoff is doing and trying to establish that relationship. Muda coming in and being that third figurehead makes, you know, pro Bill after is creaming in his pants. Oh my God, I got to write this on a pro wrestling illustrated, you know, the, 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 the wrestling magazines in Japan that would already go international. Maybe even I say this TW, if it was Muda business-wise for WCW, I bet you one of their pay-per-views would not have been in America. It would have been in Tokyo. Because I don't, I just don't think he would have made any WWE fans switch because no, no, I, it would have already I, been WCW fans who liked them. But again, I would the, still watch it. I just wouldn't, you know, I wasn't obviously watching wrestling like I was before all this. But no, 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 I, I get you. But you, you understand where I'm going with this because again, I'm, a, Muda, I'm a Muda fan. Just so you know, right. I'm a Muda fan too. I'm just saying, like, if you put Muda in there in in the bash of '96, comes from the dressing room and all that stuff because again. He has the he was a WCW guy, so he's just there. He's there, so people don't know what he's gonna do. Right. He make he makes his own rules and all that stuff. The reason I'm saying that business wise, I think for Eric Bischoff always wanted to make the the appearance of WCW so mainstream and so hot. You know, he did the, he did a pay per view in in the Ozarks. He did a pay per view on the beach. He wanted to he wanted to have that kind of clout. He could have Starcade. He could have had the Tokyo Dome before, you know, people were talking about the Tokyo Dome in 1996. That's all I'm just trying to say. Again, would I have, would I have woken up at three in the morning to watch Star K96? No, yep. I would have waited. Yep. I would have just waited <laughs> and bought the pay-per-view, you know, the day later and all that stuff. Again, there's no Twitter. There's no Facebook. There's no, uh, if you was going to, I'm not spending $4.99 a minute to get results of, of Star K from the Tokyo Dome. I would buy a pay-per-view. Let's say you oh, tell me about that. You would have stayed, stayed out of the bubble and then watched it without knowing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I just, I, Muda and Hall and Nash just don't seem like a marriage made in heaven. That's all. That's, I, I, but I, I understand not, your every logic, you know, yeah. like it makes it international. It makes it affiliated with the Japanese NWO um, because I, I still have never seen one second of the Japanese NWO footage at, at all. To the mm -hmm. point where I'm like, is this real? Is it? Did they really take the name from the NWO from Japan? Um, because there's so many NW or and there's so many factions in Japan with American names, except mm -hmm. for the one, lo, lo, uh, the one Los Los Ingobernables. Yeah, that one is a Mexican mm -hmm. name, but all the other ones, the Bullet Club, the, there's two other ones over there. I can't remember the names of them, but, but I just hear remember them all. The, the NWO faction was, was was the high point in the '90s for New Japan. So that's why I said that that international flavor, that crossover right. do they expansion. Get, was that? Do they get heat for using the NWO name? No, there was a partnership. It was a partnership oh. between Bischoff and uh, Sonny Ono because Sonny okay. Ono was the representative was a representative from New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that's why I said it would work. Ooh, and it I could think, have been Ernest the Cat Miller could have been in there. Hell, hell, no. don't don't don't, <laughs> don't, de don't defile it. Don't defile our booking status. So right. In closing reflection nights, you and I agree. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get you. You said in closing, and people are gonna no, no, suck no, no. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put a boat on this, know, and I then know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot to you. So in yeah. closing reflection nights, TW, you, you will agree to this. It has to be Hogan. 
It has yes. to be Hogan for the mainstream. It yes. has to be Hogan for the Jay Leno show. It has to be Hogan because he still has the movie connections and all that right. stuff. It has to be Hogan. So this way, Vince McMahon can do what he did on his side to bring the attitude ever and, and bring. And it has to be Hogan to, to light the fire under Shawn Michaels and Triple H and Bret Hart and Austin and all the guys who are like, hey, we got to beat that. So, yeah, I agree. It's got to be Hogan. And it has to be Hogan. But Sting would have been, I think, of, of who. Of Savage, Luger, Stinger, Hogan, I think Sting would have been the worst one. Like, okay. not worst, but the least successful. And the and the most successful would have been Luger. And if we wanted to really pivot, Shawn Michaels, that would have worked right. Right. beautifully. That would have been a huge coup if he got yeah. all three of those guys within yeah. three months of each other. So while we close on this what if, because this was a fun what if, we got to close with an unboxing. Since we're talking about the NWO, it is apropos that TW has a NWO pro wrestling crate unboxing. TW, the floor is yours. What wouldn't it be funny if this isn't because remember the other time I thought it was supposed to be something and it wasn't? No, you read it. I remember you I distinctly know, said is, on a on a piece of paper right. that this was it's all called NWO. The black and white pro wrestling crate. I don't oh man, I saw Buff Bat. I got my wish. Buff Bagwell, you got a Buff Bagwell. I oh man, this Oh, this is not my wish. I stand corrected. <laughs> Wait, it's I just saw, I saw the Outsiders. I've been wanting to buy an Outsiders shirt, and I've been waiting for this mm -hmm. box. But it's the movie Outsiders, and every one of them is Razor Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wear it because I love that movie. So well, I'm not well, mad at it, but I, I still need an Outsiders shirt now. Well, WWE owns the trademarks of the Outsiders uh, logo and, and symbol. That's the uh, six pack. Oh yeah, I guess that way then. Look yeah. at that. Mm -hmm. And yes, another. This is my least favorite. Of you know, it's weird that he'd be the guy in the shirt to me. Well, he was a member of the NWO, Macho Man. Right, it's black that. and white. It's but I, you know me, I wear a Macho Man shirt. I ain't, I ain't mad at it. Mm -hmm. It says in the chase. How right the pin. Eric Bischoff. That's good because I don't care about the pins. Oh, no way. An NWO banner. It's going to be going up. It's going up. Cool. So far, so good, man. Well, you got a, you got a decent t-shirt. It's probably Scott North. Oh, no. Big Papa Pump comic. One day I'm going to read all these. I got an Adam Cole comic book. Now I got a big Papa Pump. You mean you haven't read the comic books in the toilet? No. Oh, okay. Not the chase, but it doesn't even say there's a chase. Well, no, maybe that. Well, that's, that's the, awesome. Uh, that's huge the huge uh, Scott Hall fan. You know that's that? the that's the Memorial Day Scott Hall uh, invading WCW look. Yep. And there's <laughs> there can only be one other person that's on this. Well, I guess it could be two. It ain't Hogan. That's the danger. That's what I'm thinking. It is Hogan or, or Nash. It's not. I know Hogan's WWE. That's the buff. I knew it. I knew it. He's buffing, he's the stuff, and he got arrested a couple of days ago. He just got arrested, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Intoxicated on drugs, I think it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. Poor guy. He overcomes those demons. <clears throat> yep. I, my, favorite box. my favorite box. I'm sorry that it wasn't Hogan, but I knew Hogan was not going to be there because he has a Legends deal with WWE, so he can't be on the pro wrestling crate. So then the same must be said for Nash. Yeah. NWO Banner, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love the shirts. Yeah, Monster oh. Man's deal just ended. They just pulled a figure that was going to be his that's gone now. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, that, he's that going to make... be on um, the stuff that Cardona and Myers do. They're making Macho Man figures for that. Yeah, they just announced it recently when they pulled the other Macho Man one. Next month's crate. Mm-hmm. Dude. What? Ah, of course, the last three guys ruin it. <clears throat> but first, Brian Danielson. He's, he will always be Daniel Bryan and me. Mm-hmm. Staying. <clears throat> Jay White, I like Jay White. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Loose Cannon, Brian Pillman. Okay. He's got a figure coming out with Cardona stuff. And then Skinner, <clears throat> Brody King, and Butterbean. I Butterbean. can only hope the sticker, the keychain, or whatever pin and picture are Skinner, Brody King, and Butterbean. <clears throat> but but Butterbean's gonna be the picture. Guarantee. I'm calling it Reflection Nights. It's going to be Butterbean. So with that being said, we close on this what if. We close on this unboxing pro wrestling crate NWO style of TW. So we're going to take a week hiatus. We're going to take a week break, you know, so this way we could, you know, recharge our batteries. We'll be back in two weeks. We'll go episodic. We could do maybe a movie. We could do a rivalry. We'll do a spotlight. Who knows? I'll keep you on your toes, Reflection Ice, but I'll keep you on your toes. But we'll be back in two weeks. So, TW, give out those socials so we can get out of here and be gone for two weeks. Yeah. Pro Wrestling Coalition Network sponsors us at PWC Network at podbean.com. Hami Media Group is also at podbean.com. HMG can also be found at channelattitude.com. We can be found on Twitter at PW Reflection. I mentioned Travis, so at Nuts and Volts PW, V-O-E-L-T-Z, Volts PW. Can't do any of this without Big Ray, at Big Ray Hernandez, on every social media app there is, and probably stuff I don't even know exists. You just type in Big Ray Hernandez, you'll find him. He does all this stuff for us. Um, My nice guy, Twitter and my Instagram are at TommyWonder19, Snapchat's number wonder. Facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder. My not so nice. No, I'm sorry. My not so nice guy Twitter is Tommy Wonder 19. My nice guy one is at the Tommy Wonder, which is also my TikTok. And then Big Vito and Noel can be found at bigvitobrand.wixsite.com, patreon.com backslash the Big Vito brand. And you can watch the early release of the reflection video at twitch.tv backslash the Big Vito brand. And also, you can watch the early release on Big Ray's Twitter handle or Xer at Big mm-hmm. Ray Hernandez. So just uh, put is that, that what's in called now is Xer, not Twitter. No, everybody, I'm just calling it Xer because wh- why are we gonna call it Twitter? It's an X. It's a, it's just this. We have to call it the Xer, but neither here nor there. So you can find me on my Xer at PWSO PROF, and the cops are coming. That's PWSO Prof. Follow my brothers in arms, the PWSO Group. You can follow. Uh, Billy Ray Valentine at OB when you know me and of course the king of the reactions 8 track brown at the number 8 TRAC brown and he's a, you know he's a slow motherfucker so hopefully he will upload this for the YouTubeites out there so you know come on 8 track get get your ass going man upload the goddamn see I'm gonna call the cops <laughs> on you that's what it is I'm gonna call the cops on you if you don't upload my shit but neither here nor there so again we're gonna be off for two weeks we'll be back maybe what if maybe another what if maybe a movie maybe a rivalry Maybe a spotlight or maybe episode, but I'll keep you on your toes. And with that being said, I'm the professor. That's the thir- the, the original third member that did not take the money deal. Yee! 
Probably I'm going to be at thing. SummerSlam the night before this airs. Cool. Enjoy yourself. So maybe. Yeah. So in, in two weeks, we will hear the SummerSlam report from the Tommy Wonder. So with that being said, good night, and we'll see you in two weeks. Here at the PWR Podcast, the Pro Wrestling Reflection Podcast at Hami Media Group at Pawbean.com. Chico. Give me the give me a two sweet. Give me a two sweet. There you go. You might wind up in a body bag.